Hello, welcome to Let's Talk About It with Taylor Nolan. I am your host, Taylor, and I have a guest that's going to join me in a minute. Um, but first, really just wanted to say thank you guys so much for all of your like love and support and kind messages from the last episode with Vanessa talking about breakups. Um, it was definitely like a nerve-wracking episode to do, so really appreciate your guys' messages on that. Um, and I think it's always really reassuring to know that like we're all so not alone in our breakups and like how you know heartbreaking they can be that heartbreak is like such a universal thing that we all experience um and i think we'll do some more episodes in the future um focused on like breakups and we might get into that a little bit today with my guest um that's going to be on this episode but um but yeah just wanted to start off with like a thank you um because that was an episode that i know some people were um waiting for, I guess, in a way, like wanting to hear like what had happened. And, um, so hopefully that, you know, clears the air on, on my relationship status, I guess, <laughs> which is a weird thing to do, but, um, this is part of my life now. Um, but also I'm really excited to talk with you guys in this episode. Um, I have a very close friend of mine in town visiting from Long Island. Um, and she and I were actually roommates in undergrad at Stevenson University in Baltimore County. <laughs> um, so welcome, Leah, to the show. I'm so happy to have you on. Thanks. I'm excited to be doing this. Yeah. I know it's um, a little nerve-wracking because I don't think you've done anything like this before? No, definitely not. <laughs> totally new to me. Yeah. But I mean, you're someone that like I've always had really great conversations with like from yeah. freshman year to now. Oh yeah. I know I could always call you from the other side of the coast mm-hmm. and to talk about really uncomfortable things yeah. that have happened in my life. Yes. Um, and I appreciate like your willingness and openness to be vulnerable and talk about some of the things that like have gone on in your life in the last few years yeah. and sharing it with people. Cause I think, um, you know, some of the things that we'll get in today are like divorce and, mm-hmm. um, maybe some breakup stuff and maybe some body stuff. Um, and I think it's all totally relevant stuff that like everyone can relate to. So all connected. Yeah. So we met at Stevenson. Yeah. We were at our orientation. Yes. (laughs) And kind of was just looking around and I was like, Oh, I'm going to sit with you. Uh (laughs) We were like, Oh, do you have a roommate yet? Yeah. 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 But no, you were like so nice. And I always tell people this, like all my friends too, when you were Aww. coming here, I was like, no, like I love Leah. She's just like so <laughs> positive and like happy and just Aww. like a calming presence to be around. Thanks. Um, and yeah, I definitely felt yeah. that like when, when we were at orientation and then we were like, okay, cool. We're going to be roommates. <laughs> there was our moms and there was us. <laughs> Yeah. And like, that's such a weird process to even go through, like picking your roommate for freshman year. Picking a school was a weird process. Yeah. Thought I was going to go to Florida. I'm so glad you did it. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Yeah. Everything happens for a reason. Yeah. And I know like college was, I mean, so many different things were happening in both of our lives during that time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you had a really big thing happen. Yeah. So after we moved in, to the dorms, I guess. Um, I had left my parents getting divorced, Mm -hmm. which was like kind of hard leaving my brother more so. Um, Yeah, you have a younger brother who's how much younger than you? going to be 21, so he's four years younger than me. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so that was going on and I would get messages and all that, that like they were potentially looking to move out and sell my house that I grew up in. I now live down the block from that house, so... Kind of awkward to pass it every day. Mm. Um, But yeah, I mean, totally having you as a roommate, having like the support that I had definitely helped me along the way get through things, especially you being the psychology whiz that you are. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. But yeah, I, I think I remember when they were doing stuff with the house and even just going through the divorce itself, it's like yeah, really a lot to process because I mean, that was like your family. That was like your unit. You know, you go away to college and you think yeah. like you, you're just going to go back home to your normal home. Oh my gosh. And so many things were changing. Flipped upside down. I like had to come home. I, I think at the time, like everything was pretty much like packed up. This the first time I went back home. 
So I came home to like an almost an empty house, which was super uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, cause I wasn't a part of it at all. And well, I was part of some of the packing of my stuff cause I was going away. Um, and then we first moved into an apartment with me, my mom and my brother. Mm-hmm. So that was super different because, I mean, I had a beautiful house and was right by all my friends walking distance. And I'm still in the same town that I grew up in. Mm-hmm. So that's nice because everyone's still close to me. Yeah. I mean, what did that like mean to you that your parents were getting a, a divorce? I think um, I tried to kind of like... I know at the time I was like super repressed, like I repressed a lot of mm-hmm. feelings because I, I'm, I try and be positive about everything and I don't like to really, at the time too, I didn't really like to face any of those yeah. hard, difficult things. So I totally repressed them, um, just focused on being happy, being out with my friends, uh, which kind of strayed like the relationship I had between my parents because I was always just on the go because mm-hmm. I didn't really want to face anything. Yeah. Um, so now I've totally like worked past that and grew from those experiences mm-hmm. and working on myself and I think that all just comes with time and experience and yeah. How do you think you you've done that? How have you how have you grown? Um, okay, so when I first so I only stayed at Stevenson for a year, mm-hmm. um, and then I came back home to Long Island, and I thought it would be well after talking to you and like learning a little bit more about therapy and like the benefits of it. And that mm-hmm. doesn't mean, you know, like doesn't have the bad connotations that some people may think it has. Um, I tried and I went to a therapist, right? Like on my main street. And um, I don't think like anyone had recommended them to me or anything, but mm-hmm. um, I just went and gave it a go. And... Um, and? <laughs> you can say if it wasn't a good experience. <laughs> no, yeah, I didn't love the woman. I mean, she was very, very sweet. Um, the office that was in almost felt like you're in a waiting room, like for a doctor's office mm-hmm. that you were like really nervous to get results about something. And mm-hmm. from like walking in, it just was like not really vibe. Con- yeah, not my vibe, totally uncomfortable. Um, but I did it. I did it about three times and then was kind of like, okay, I don't need this. I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just going to go about my life and move forward. Um, so obviously I still had all these things <laughs> I should have talked about, but I went on and I went to Stony Brook University, uh, graduated and then realized like a lot of relationships. what did you graduate in? Um, I was a health technology and management major. So I studied health sciences with a concentration in disability studies. Mm-hmm. I now work as a special ed teacher yeah. um, for children with autism and I absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that was a really also good part of my life because I met a lot of great people along the way, kind of created a little family there with that program, um, but still wasn't really helping myself Yeah, down that line. I mean, I got into a relationship, which kind of made things, again, a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that was like your first like, re- real, like long, real long-term, long-term relationship. relationship. Yeah, it was about three years yeah, because when a lot happened, because when I had met you and when we were living together at Stevenson, I had met my boyfriend at the time, yes. and um, we had dated for about three years, and then after right. you left, then you got your boyfriend, and then oh yeah, 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 it kind of worked out that way, yeah. But no, I remember even like at Stevenson, like you, like dating was like just uh, dating in college in general is like a weird thing, but yeah. <laughs> but I remember that that was like, that was a big thing that like you had, you know, started dating him and yeah, it I was, mean, it was, it was good. I don't regret it at all. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, there were some things that I, I guess I like wasn't fully ready to be in a relationship myself or yeah. not so much like not ready, but you know, I was still working on myself at that time. I was like super into, mm-hmm. um, eating clean and getting my diet right after coming home from Stevenson and stuff like that. Um, and I like absolutely love that. And then I got into this relationship and, you know, I guess everyone says it's the honeymoon stage, but mm-hmm. really like you should be able to be happy throughout your relationship. Yep with yourself and it shouldn't be a stage. It should just be a Mm long-term 
thing where you, you know, yeah. are happy with who you are and who you're with. Yeah. So. And I, and I, I want to say for listeners, like this relationship, I think was at least the ending of it was like very, very, very difficult for Leah to go through. And I know, um, you know, we did the episode, uh, the climb with Raven where we talked about domestic violence, um, and just like abusive relationships. And then we also did one with Kit, uh, where he opened up about his experience of being in a, Mm -hmm. in a abusive relationship. Um, and a hundred percent, this relationship was also, pretty abusive and 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 yeah. maybe not in the physical sense but yeah, definitely um, not physical but, but in the emotional and yeah. manipulative controlling a hundred percent a lot of things yeah yeah mm-hmm. um and at the time uh you know like you never want to lose your friends you 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 listen to them you would give your friends advice and sometimes it's really hard to take their advice when you are in love or in in a relationship for a length of time. And now, you know, the more towards it got to the end of the relationship, I kept seeing all the things my friends tried to hint at me mm-hmm. um, for a decent amount of time before that. And it just was like a huge eye opener. Like, yeah. what am I doing? Like, I'm not the happiest I've been. And I like don't even see myself in my own reflection anymore, you know? Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, it was a. It was a difficult time. Mm-hmm. I remember for me, one of my big red flags was like, he always seemed like he wanted to like gift you. Like yeah. there were just so many gifts yeah, all the and- time. It just seemed like he was always trying to go like above and beyond. And to me, I was like, what are you overcompensating for? Right. No, that's, I mean, totally true. And I mean, being a girl, like who doesn't yeah. love gifts? I mean, it's one of the five yeah. love languages. And but- in your um, first relationship too, to be like, oh, I'm being, you know, showered with these yeah. gifts and no, oh, I'm so special. And let's go on vacation. I just met you. Yeah. And <laughs> let's, yeah. Yeah. And this was, I mean, not too shortly after the divorce with your parents. How, yeah. like, have you reflected at all on like how that might have impacted your viewpoint on relationships or... Anything like that? Yeah. So for a while, um, I actually kind of resented my dad. Um, Me and him did not have a great relationship while we were, you know, while I was away at school or even when I came back, um, you know, like he wasn't living with me. So like Mm -hmm. he wasn't in my day-to-day life. So it was kind of like the mindset like, oh, you don't know me. Like you're not around. And And he was like more part of your life before that. Yeah, I mean, he he works for JetBlue, so he travels a lot. Um and he would so he would travel, but that's not necessarily one of the reasons mm-hmm. that was the problem in the relationship, but for me, I guess, you know, I remember him being a huge part of my life when I was younger, you know, like I would always mm-hmm. help him around the house, around the backyard. We would always like do hands-on stuff like that. He always taught me um Ways to be independent if I mm-hmm. didn't have a man. And you are very um, independent. Thank you. I remember like always <laughs> reflecting on that of like, oh, Leah's like, she's so like, she's just like totally cool and like doesn't care. I and just like, just wants to just like fix things yeah. and use tools. And yeah. Things. And you were just like so focused on just like your friends and school and like yeah. guys weren't necessarily like the primary focus. Like yeah. you were just kind of like, you know, if someone comes along, sure. But like... I can do all this shit on my own. Yeah. And I was like, oh, damn. Kind of prided myself (laughs) on that. My mom has a big, you know, part of that as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I mean, you know what? At the end of the day, your friends are going to be there for you. Those Mm -hmm. are the memories you're going to remember. And I think I've kind of always been like that. I mean, not that I've strayed away from being in relationships or not let anybody in. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I've definitely guarded myself and I think that maybe, I mean, could come from divorce. Um, just like seeing the not blending well of my parents, you know, mm-hmm. I was kind of like, oh, well, I'm, I'm not going to be like that. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to like work through things. And um, one of the traits that I think that I get from my father is that he used to get um, really choked up and not be able to actually talk about his emotions and how mm-hmm. he's feeling. And um that's one of the reasons why I then went and tried therapy pretty recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in the end of my relationship, um, but I really just wanted to find a way to communicate better 
with the people around me that I love. Yeah. I was kind of in a standstill with my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, we weren't, we weren't like seeing eye to eye and we were bumping yeah. heads a lot. And, but I think that's like a great point to remember. Like I think with going to therapy, people are always like, Oh, there has to be something really wrong with me. Yeah. Like, something has to happen in my life. Yeah. And just the fact that you were like, you know, I just want to like learn how to better communicate <laughs> yeah. and like reflect on my own stuff. Right. Like, that's, I think, such a, a good point to remember because you can just go to therapy to learn better skills to communicate. No, totally. absolutely. And that is by far one of the best things like that I've learned. I um, was, I like had a lot to talk about with my relationship um, while I was there. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, she kind of made me reflect on ways back to, oh, well, like what happened while you were younger. Like, mm-hmm. why, why is this making you so upset? And the yeah, root it all of, stems from somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> the root of the problem was that I really missed my dad mm-hmm. and I'm going to like get all emotional right now, it's but, okay. um, yeah. And like thinking back at that, like being a girl, like young girl who was like always helping her dad. And we like really bonded over that hands-on stuff and then kind of like lost all that. Yeah. That was like, a huge, huge thing that I didn't realize that affected me until I like went there and talked about it. Mm. And from there, um, it came my birthday last year. Me and my dad went to the city and went to one of my favorite restaurants. And we finally like really Mm -hmm. like opened up and talked and sat and he was super vulnerable, like getting really choked up, but I like forced it out of him because I was like, <laughs> I have these new things that I could talk about. And yeah. I'm, you know what? Like, it's only going to get better after this. And mm-hmm. it really did. Like, me and my dad are really close now. Um, he helped me with the end of my relationship. Both my parents did. Um, and they, they really came together um, and helped me work through kind of the, I guess, traumatic experience I was going through towards the end of my, um, towards the end of that, uh, where I was very scared to just like even be alone driving somewhere. Yeah. There was some like stalking behaviors and very, um, very controlling behaviors. I had my, both my parents in a group chat and I like let them know Mm -hmm. where I was every second for like a month. Mm -hmm. Um, which is okay. Like it made me feel safe. So, Mm Not that. But you also had to do it because you didn't feel safe. Right. Yeah. But knowing that they were working together and they, mm-hmm. um, their relationship's totally different now for kind of other reasons, but um, mm-hmm. it's yeah. really Yeah. I mean, me. there's so, so many, again, I'm like at the beginning of this, I'm like, yeah, we're going to talk about, you know, divorce and like all yeah. this other stuff. But like there's, there are so many things that like have happened in your life in the last like five years, four years. Like, I don't know. It's been a lot of different things. Um, Things have changed now recently in the last, like, how long? Last, not even a year? No, about maybe um, a month, two, three months, maybe. Yeah. Between the months, yeah. Yeah, so is that an area that you're comfortable going into? Yeah, totally. Okay. Um, Okay. So, um, So recently, my mom had just been diagnosed with stage four head and neck cancer. Um, So that was a complete whirlwind in my Mm -hmm. life as well. And that's also where now your dad is like a lot more present and you're seeing them kind of come together a little bit more now too. He has just been amazing. And my mom has realized that as Mm -hmm. well. Uh, So I think her like vibes about it are just super positive. And that's one of the mindsets you really have to have. It was hard for me in the beginning um, because I was actually, besides her close friends, I was one of the only ones that knew mm-hmm. um, that this was a potential diagnosis. And my brother was still away at school. And he was, my mom did not want him to know while he was taking his finals and yeah. wanted him to come home so she could tell him. And that completely ate me out inside. Yeah. Um, he's my brother. I talked to him about everything. We have a really good relationship. And that just completely, like, killed me. Yeah. Cause I was like, he's not going to be strong enough. Like he's not going to be able to handle it. Like mm-hmm. I have to protect him. And that's just like how I've always been. I've always been like a second mother to him Yeah, by default. He didn't really have a choice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. And he actually took it 
pretty well. Like he's been awesome. He stepped yeah. up as like the man role in the house and does mm-hmm. a lot for my mom and we're a big team now. Mm-hmm. Um, but my dad has completely done a 180 and has been there. He comes over, he makes sure, you know, like she's doing everything she has to do, takes her to doctor's appointments. Uh, yeah. And her eyes are like, whoa, like mm-hmm. look at him. Like he, you know, like maybe people do change. Yeah. And I mean, what? how does that make you feel about like their relationship? Like how does, how do you process all of that happening? I mean, going from kind of yeah. more of like a separate relationship to kind of all this like tumultuous uh, yeah. tension and, <laughs> and to now kind of this like coming together of like yeah. a family unit. Yeah. Well, I think from the moment where I found out the truth of like kind of the backstory of what had happened. Um, what do you mean the backstory of what had happened? Like what had happened between my parents, like the actual like reason, I guess, why they started to separate. Okay. Um, then being able to just talk to my dad about it and communicate better on terms with him, I was able to then make the connection again, like going to therapy and being like, okay, you know what? I, I've always kind of told myself it's not my fault. And again, that's really hard to do when you're at a young age and you mm-hmm. go through divorce at a young age. Um, did you rec- feel like it was? I didn't ever feel like I did something wrong. Like I, no, like I never did, but, um, but you maybe felt like there's something I need to like do to yeah, like fix it. Right. Yeah. I always was kind of like, okay, like, wait, like maybe there's, I don't know, maybe they can go to like couples therapy or like mm-hmm. maybe like my dad could do something more. Cause I always like knew like if they got into a fight or something, he would kind of just remove himself from the situation and mm-hmm. then nothing was fixed and nothing was talked about. Um, mm-hmm. So moving past that, um, I was able to say, okay, like this is their truth. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with me. They love me and both of them would still do anything for me. Um, yeah, and that so, definitely showed through when you were dealing with the relationship that you that Yeah, you were in. that they came together for that. And now, so my dad has been just amazing. And um, even my mom's noticed. She's like, he's doing all these things for charity events. And mm-hmm. um, he has his, like a lot of friends that he does things with. And I think that's important. And that's kind of what I've learned from that is, um, is I mean, I have my own friends. It's important to have your own lives. Like, yes, you're going to blend together and you're Mm -hmm. going to collaborate on what you do with your daily lives and your schedules. But at the end of the day, like you're still your own person and it's okay to have your own friends and do your own things. Yeah. I know that's something you and I were literally just talking about yesterday with dating and just (laughs) like, you know, wanting whoever your partner is to like have their own stuff going on in their life and, you know, their own friends and their own activities. And you guys can certainly come together and share some of those things, but that like you both kind of have your own individual lives and are like sharing them with each other. But that's like, uh, I don't know. I feel like a very fulfilling way to have a relationship. Yeah. I always used to say too, it's like, if you call this person every single day, 500 times a day, when you come home to each other or you have dinner together, what do you have to talk about? Mm -hmm. And really like, that was like another thing. It's like, I got a phone call a minute ago and now there's like a text and another phone call. Like I was like, I'm with my friends. I just talked to you. Yeah. Like (laughs) I'm doing the same thing. (laughs) Like, please, I'll talk to you later. (laughs) Maybe something will happen. I'm doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah, so it's I think it's important and you know, otherwise you can grow to resent the mm-hmm. other person for having all these things going on and you know, not feeling like you're included and you're not or feeling the- like resentful that you're the only one bringing things to the table. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So that's something that I learned and that's I think where my dad has gone. He's kind of created his own life and yeah. um it shows a big difference mm-hmm. in his ability to, you know, like be there and Mm -hmm. just be supportive. And uh, I don't even know. He's just been so great. So, I mean, you, one thing that I always just like very much admire about you is like, 
you're a very strong lady. <laughs> Thank you. Like you very much take on this kind of like caretaker role and you've had to like yeah. really step up and be like a, a strong figure in your family, not only through the yeah. divorce, but also now with the cancer. Yeah, no, for sure. And um, even in your work as well. Yeah, that's, oh my gosh, I can't wait. Like I start working in on Monday and I cannot wait to go back. <laughs> Um, I just miss my little students. Yeah. And yeah, I I um definitely have had to change the way I go about things at home. Um I've mm-hmm. I'm just like a very busy social person, but now there's times where I actually am more so like just like, okay, like I'm gonna stay home with my mom. Like I wanna connect mm-hmm. with her and and you know, just like hang out with her and that's something um I really didn't do too much. Yeah. I was always kind of like on the go with whatever was happening and just loved to be doing something, spending time with my friends. And mm-hmm. now I'm just kind of like rerouting myself back to family. And my friends have been just like beyond amazing. They actually all secretly um, pulled together their money and got me and my family um, like hundreds of dollars worth of Stop and Shop gift cards, which is a mm-hmm. local f- uh, food store by me, mm-hmm. uh, just because they had no idea how to help. And yeah. I was just like in awe, blown away by like how many people did that for me. So sweet. Yeah. So see, like having good friends goes a long way. <laughs> yeah, it does. And just, I'm sure they would know that I would do any of that mm-hmm. for them as well. So uh, it's really just important to have like mm-hmm. that support system. Yeah. And I think we've talked, you know, a several, several times throughout um, the recent diagnosis, but mm-hmm. I've also, you know, remembering to take the time for yourself too because with yeah. being this caretaker and being like as nurturing and this like strong figure that you are for everyone like of, of not forgetting to take care of you yeah and that's you're busy like, and you're yeah. social and then you're there for family but like what yeah. about you yeah and that's like one thing I always like after talking to you you're like okay like what's the text like what are you doing for yourself and I'm like wow you know what I've never thought about that and you know what? I've actually started asking my friends that, like, yeah. you know, you're going through this whole thing where you're not sure what to do, what decision to make, but like, what are you doing for yourself in this situation? And mm-hmm. that's like a really just, it's sounds easy, yeah. but it's not. And I take like a little moment now, every now and again, and like, all right, what am I going to do for myself? So most of the days it includes going to the gym. I just bought an inflatable paddle board. Mm-hmm. Um, so I take that down. Uh, to the end of my block, and there's a little inlet. Super fun. Take my dog out. Yeah. And spend time with my friends, which is like a huge, mm-hmm. nice, like, distraction, but also that knowing that they, like, mm-hmm. really genuinely care for me. Yeah. So, because then they're also able to, like, repay you with the caretaking that you provide for them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm hmm. Those are the best kinds of friendships, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's a, you know, you can, you can give, but then you can also receive. Uh huh. And and I know that you definitely have have friends and family that do provide that for you. And yeah. um, I think that really shown through both with divorce and with the difficulties of the relationship. Definitely. And also now with the cancer. Yeah. Um, just so many things. I'm this like, is me. damn. <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, as, aside from like gym and, you know, going out on walks, maybe taking those seconds like for yourself to think about like, what am I doing for me? Like... How do you wrap your head around all of this happening in the last, you know, several years? Like, I don't even know. <laughs> like, you ever, like, have when, you ever like stopped and like taken <laughs> taken a second and been like, "What is okay, going on in is, my life?" This is, you know, all the things that have happened. Like, this is how I've got to where I am today, and like, it's impacted me and in these different ways. And I see where I've I've grown in these ways and I've struggled in these ways like how I don't know how's that process yeah well I think like I reflect back and be like you know what I don't ever want to like not say something like I remember repressing feelings and like coming from that it's like okay like there's no reason to do that like if somebody if you're talking to somebody who cares about you um just even as a human being like Mm -hmm. don't hold back because repressing your feelings is only going to hurt you and then you never get what you get to say out. And one thing that you've actually taught me from um, being back at school was 
to like type it out first, you know, mm-hmm. like you made me download this like little weird journal, journal <laughs> diary app, but I can't even tell you, I don't even have that anymore. I don't even I don't know think where I do either. <laughs> any of those journal things went, but now I use my notes. And if I mm-hmm. don't know how I want to say something or mm-hmm. what to say, or, you know, just the planning, like you don't want to kind of word vomit somebody. Mm-hmm. You type it out first, go over it, say it, you read it. And then by the time you get to that person, it just comes out the way you kind of hoped it would. And mm. I've actually shared that skill with a lot of my friends. And um, I just think it's a great coping mechanism, um, especially when you're really angry Yeah, and you really want to curse the person out. Mm-hmm. You kind of yep. take that minute, yep. curse them out over your notes and then kind of readjust it. <laughs> I know we were the yesterday morning I was on a call and Leah got to hear some of it. And she was like, I don't know how you just handled that because I just wanted to be like, shut the fuck up like multiple times. And I was like, I know it's just a lot of deep breathing, you know, it's just get through the conversation and yeah. trying to take those little pauses. But I'm glad that you like took that skill away. I don't yeah. think, it's been a, I mean, I, I still journal regularly, but it's been actually no with the show, like before women tell all, I like wrote down some things okay. and like thought about all of that. And yeah, but it's, it's not a, it's not a skill that I use as frequently as I used to, but it's definitely something that like has helped in like approaching those really yeah. difficult conversations because it totally does let you actually like think through and actually get to the point of it. Like mm-hmm. I know I definitely have a tendency to word vomit sometimes, <laughs> yeah. but I'm just, I'll be like, hold on, like walk, walk through this with me for a second. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you get to like read and, and you know, like either you can change it to be more positive and you can change like what you need to say mm-hmm. to, you know, just get your point across in a simpler way, but get that frustration out first. Yeah. And you're not actually hurting the person mm-hmm. that you're talking to, especially if they're someone that you really care about. Yeah. Um, well, and I think like, I, I like that you've addressed within yourself this tendency to like not speak up and like to repress yeah. those things. And yeah. I think that is so important to say what you need to say. John Mayer John said Mayer. it best. Yeah. <laughs> Because you're totally right. All that does is hurt you. Yeah. And, and definitely there are some things that maybe you want to say that are like unnecessary. Like Kit actually just um, wrote a poem and posted it on his um, Instagram. Mm-hmm. And it was something about like some words are meant to be spoken but not heard. Mm-hmm. Ooh. And I was like, oh, damn. It took me a second at first and then I was like, damn, <laughs> that's good. That's deep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like sometimes like you need to like say the things or write them down, but like the other person doesn't necessarily need to hear them. But right. then I think th- there are certain things that it's like, you know, especially when you're in that kind of a relationship like that you were in where maybe there were things that like you could have said to speak up for yourself. Even I know reflecting yes. on my relationships where I'm like, I didn't say that because I was scared I was going to hurt them. Yeah. And I, I didn't want to cause conflict. I didn't want to hurt their feelings. And so I kept it in or I just pushed yeah. it down. And just like going off of that, there's been times where I probably should have said stuff, mm-hmm. but at the time I thought, oh, well, I'm going to lose this person yeah. if I say anything. So I'm just going to be quiet and stay hurt and, you know, just save that relationship, which wasn't and, the right thing to do. Yeah. Well, and I think too, that there's like a certain amount of messages that we do get from society as women that like yeah. to be small and to not necessarily speak up and especially women of color as well. And that, Mm -hmm. you know, also like keeping in mind that you want to save the relationship and then what, what it means even as a woman that you have this relationship and (laughs) that, you know, your worth and, and all of that. And I, I know standing up for myself has been something I've reflected on a lot this last year and like speaking my truth. Yeah. Well, and now it's been really hard. Yeah. Now even like being single, you get that like, oh, well, why aren't you in a relationship? Like I'll mm-hmm. go out and be like, why are you alone? I'm like, I'm not alone. Like I have all my yeah. friends around me. Yep. I could dance by myself. Like I actually don't want to dance with yeah, you because I, I love dancing by myself. Same. <laughs> Same. Um, and yeah, it's like, yeah. doesn't mean I'm any less of a person Yeah. because I don't mm-hmm. have a 
another significant person with me. Yeah. And I just did a uh, Instagram story. I don't know if some of you listeners watched it, um, but it was with feminist Instagram mm-hmm. page and it was about like what feminism means to me and um, like feminist issues that are important to me. And one of them was, you know, that I was out with friends and uh, had met several people. And even just as I'm like walking around meeting people, they're like, you know, we'll start a conversation and then they're like, oh, but like, wait, are you here alone? Like, are you, where's your man? Like, do you have a... And not because like they knew that I was a public person or that yeah. I had had a public relationship, but mm-hmm. just of like, you're like a attractive woman, where is your boyfriend? Right. And it's like, that. I don't, yeah. I don't need that <laughs> to be out. Yeah. I'm allowed to like dance by myself. <laughs> and yeah. yeah. Right. Exactly. Yep. Uh, being a woman, <laughs> all the all the fun things that come along with that. Oh yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just I I it's hard for me to like even wrap my head around like everything that that you've been through and yeah. I, I'm so happy that you came to Seattle to. Visit. I am so happy in the midst of everything. I've been off this week and was kind of like you know what I love being home with my family, mm-hmm. but. I love traveling and I have this time right now and I have not seen my best friend in so long and uh, this is a beautiful place. Mm -hmm. So I'm so happy that I was able to just jump on a plane really quick. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you, dad. Thanks, dad. (laughs) That's where our relationship has grown. Yep. Dad's coming through with the plane tickets. (laughs) Oh my goodness. And so like, where do you hope to see things go like with your family unit? Like, are there still things that you feel um, like you guys haven't communicated about or that like you want to speak with them on? Not my parents together, really. Mm-hmm. Like um, individually with your relationships with them? Yeah. I mean, right now I'm kind of giving my mom that tough love because she, you know, needs to keep her nutrition right and... um stay active, even though she has her moments where she would just like to be tired. Um, I think our relationship has changed for the better, which is kind of really unfortunate to say. I think her mindset has really changed. Mm -hmm. I think she needed that. Not that she needed to be diagnosed with this, but um, it was just a huge wake-up call. I would never wish this on any human. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, she's definitely very strong and, you know, it's just a part of the adventure. That's one of the things yeah. she always says when something mm-hmm. crazy happens in our lives. It's just part of the adventure. Mm. How would you say it's, it's changed your guys' relationship? Well, okay. So one of the reasons when I was starting to go to therapy, um, me and her were just like, I wanted to move out. Yeah. Well, you guys were in very, very close quarters. And I remember yes. thinking like, I don't know how she's doing this right now. Yeah. Like, which is kind of why I guess I was always on the go. Yeah, because you guys, you had moved into that apartment and you guys were sharing a room. Yeah, until my brother went away to college mm-hmm. um, and then we had our own rooms. But, oh but still, my goodness. Still super close quarters and she's going through that yeah. intense stuff and you're trying to like, you know, be in your early 20s and like live your life. Oh my gosh. And and then like have boys over, but there's no space to have any like boys <laughs> over. <laughs> that can be difficult. <laughs> So everybody knew everything and oh my goodness. It was that period of time um, where we lived in that apartment was just insane. I mean, the best thing that came out of it was that I got my dog and Mm -hmm. she was a birthday present and I think my mom actually really felt bad for me. (laughs) So I got a mini golden doodle who is my favorite. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So, and yeah, now my mom like loves that dog more than anything. Mm -hmm. Um, she's like, why am I going to sell this dog? And I was like, you love her. Like, what do you mean? She loves her. Yeah. But Um, yeah, that was part of why you had kind of gone to therapy was because your guys' relationship wasn't that great. Yeah. And now with the We were screaming, fighting. There would be like a fork left out and she would just like send me all these text messages. And I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm like, I'm I'm being a little dramatic there, but like... (laughs) You know, like mom relate mom and daughter relationships, yep. they happen. Nothing's perfect. Absolutely. Especially when you're like a teenager and she's trying to like teach you all this stuff and you think you know it all. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it has, and on top of that, she 
totally lost herself. Like she wasn't going to the gym anymore. Um, She was kind of like just home in bed, feeling bad for herself, like kind of making me feel bad for her. Well, also probably made me like experiencing a little bit of depression. Yeah. Did she ever go to therapy? No. And I, I tried, but at the same time, you can't tell somebody that they need to go to therapy, which Mm -hmm. is, you know, you could suggest it and... They're going to have to go on their own terms when they're ready. Otherwise, not much is going to come out of it. So unfortunately, after this diagnosis, I mean, she, her outlook completely changed. We get along great now. Mm. Um, I'm one of her like biggest, you know, support staff. Yeah. I don't even know if that's the right term for that. Your support Support staff? staff. Is that what you are? I don't know. (laughs) I'm not getting support. I don't know. You're you're a very large part of her support system. System, there's the word. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> However you want to say it. Thanks. Yeah, but no, I think it is unfortunate that it's under these circumstances. But I am glad that you guys are having a closer relationship. And yeah, you know, family is so important. It really is. Yeah, and then just like my mom's friends are always around and. So, you know, knowing mm-hmm. that they're there, you know, they'll tell, text me. And yeah. even um, another part that goes back to the divorce was the family. Like my dad has so many sisters mm-hmm. um, that were like so close with my mom. So yeah. I was kind of being the middleman, which I like irked, irked me in the beginning because mm-hmm. it was like, okay, like I get it. Like my, You were like my, the middle person to communicate between yeah. your mom and his sisters. And it was all good things. Mm-hmm. But then like... Well, one of my aunts always kind of was like, oh, I wish they would just get back together. What do you think? Maybe one day? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. Like I'm going through all this by myself. And yeah. like, I, it's not like a fairy tale. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Like they, I lived through it. Like they're not. Yeah. So, but besides that, <laughs> my mom just like sees the change in him and like mm-hmm. she's amazed. So I think it's, it's really good. Does this like give you that hope? Like, do you think... Yeah, so I, I, I've definitely thought about it, but I also um, have come to terms with myself that, again, it's not my relationship. Mm-hmm. It's not my decision. If, they, if that does happen, I will yeah. be 100% supportive. Um, but also there comes a time where you have to look at your parents as other adults yeah. than you know, your parents... That mm-hmm. the way you looked at them from when you were a little girl. And also, I mean, if they're having this great relationship now, you know, I mean, one thing I always like to focus on is like the content of the relationship rather than like yeah. the label or the right. um, status of it, you know, yeah. like, and if, if they're, if the quality of their relationship is going really great, then like yeah. what more could you yeah. know, like, isn't that yeah. kind of the point? Like yeah. whether they're like, you know, exclusively together or they're right. married or they're boyfriend and girlfriend, like yeah. if they're having a great relationship and are supporting each other and you know, yeah. like that's all you can great. ask for. Yep. Yeah. So I'm happy for them being able to do that. Yeah. What would you say to someone, perhaps there's a listener who like, is in college and is going through, you know, a divorce with their parents or even just an adult whose parents are getting divorced. Like what, you know, from your experience, like what would you want to say to them? Yeah. Um, as they're going through this. So I know like being on a college campus, also you're, especially if you're new to college where you don't even know really where you fit in and, what you want to do with your future and you could just feel lost as a whole. And then you kind of feel like your family system is just like fallen, you know, apart. Um, I think to reach out for the services that are on your campus, because uh, one of my best friends, she uh, was going through a hard time. She was actually at Towson Mm -hmm. and found a great therapist who kind of like really, really, really helped her. Uh, through the difficult time that she was going through. Mm-hmm. And just, I mean, not everyone's going to have a Taylor Nolan as their roommate. <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. you know, reach reach for your friends. Reach for your friends at home and and just like make sure you have, you're not, you know, you're not alone. Make sure you have, use yeah. your friends and lean on them because chances are, especially in college, you'll find someone who 
could be going through the exact same thing as you and yeah. or has done it before and uh I don't know like just try and find something that really makes you happy and do that as much as you can mm-hmm. yeah. because I mean whether it's working out walking on campus joining a club visiting a therapist to keep you you know get those yeah. coping mechanisms because I mean, I didn't realize it when I was so young. I really didn't, I didn't really do well when I was there because there was so much going on. Yeah. You know, that was probably one of the worst mm-hmm. grades, semesters I've ever had yeah. from a starting school, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, it really, it, it affects you. It affects every part of you and you're not alone because most, a lot of, you know, kids grow up with divorce now, which is really unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I want to ask you the same question, but with like someone whose parent has maybe just recently been diagnosed with cancer. Yeah. I know it's something you're still kind of going through yeah, and, and maybe still it's... totally new to this. Um, I was trying to find, you know, all holistic ways yeah. to help my mom. You were just in like made like caretaker yeah. level thousand. I ordered all these crazy things. <laughs> Like that was, well, I went to um, St. John on vacation and I met this guy and he was like, this sour sap plant and smoothie cured my father's cancer and it's just like a tropical fruit. And so I recently, like as soon, I was like, wow, this is such a healthy Mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. Um, I went online and like ordered these tea leaves and I like would cut up the tea leaves for her and soak them for like 20 minutes and then mm-hmm. strain them so she would have this cancer-fighting tea. Yeah. Um, but you know what? I had to come down off that horse for a little while because really, I guess, all the, everything that's going on now with the advancements in medicine is they're saying it's the best thing for her. And it is not easy to watch your parent be sick. Mm-hmm. Um. It's still like thinking about it is really difficult. Um, but know that you're, you know, like you're not alone. I, I was thinking about even going back to therapy or like looking into groups or something yeah. like just some sort of support group. I joined a bunch on Facebook, so they're out there. Um, and everybody's level of cancer is different, mm-hmm. um, but it's all the same thing. So it's the same pain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What can I tell somebody? I don't know. <laughs> it's just, a sh- it's like completely crazy. Yeah. But you know what? There's so much now that like you just have to stay positive. And I think it's all in the mindset. You know, like if you tell your mind that your body is going to do something, it oftentimes will listen to you. Mm-hmm. So you have to just make sure that you're fulfilling them in the simplest ways, mm-hmm. um, whether it's watching a TV show, getting them their favorite food. Yeah. Um, trying to get them out and just spend time and keep them lighthearted, mm-hmm. um, make them laugh and stuff like that. Yeah, try um, to enjoy life together. As, yeah, as much yeah. As you can. Um, I don't know. It's it's like crazy. You always watch those like movies, and mm-hmm. I don't even know what that that movie with that little girl was. Like totally, like if you're in a crying mood, you would totally cry during this. <laughs> but like how her family really, I can't think of the name of the movie. Um. Her family just came together and like brought her to the beach and like just did all these things to make her life fulfilling. And I think really, unfortunately, um, it got to the point where my mom had to get cancer for her to realize a lot of that stuff, even me. Um, But whether your parents have this or don't have this, life is short and you don't know what's going to be thrown at you. So, you know, taking care of yourself and... You know, not that you have to take care of other people, but don't forget to like care, yeah, for other people, care for them, because mm-hmm. we're all humans, and yeah, just life's like, gonna happen. Yeah. Shit's gonna get thrown at <laughs> us. At so you know, we can all do it together. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, and I'm here for anybody if yeah. they need me. <laughs> <laughs> You're the best. <laughs> this is why I love you. <laughs> No, seriously. Yeah. Like, I mean, well, if people do want to reach out to you. How would they go about doing that? Um, well, I'm on Instagram. Yeah. I don't what's, know. Your, what's your Instagram? My Instagram is Lee with four E's. So it's L E E E E underscore 22. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if any of these yeah. topics, yeah. Know. You can totally reach out if like you feel like you're alone in any of the stuff that we've talked about that like you're also experiencing. Um, but also if you guys are interested in like some healthier things, Leah is a part of this company um, and you guys like provide all kinds of products and stuff. Yeah. So I actually just got promoted to district manager um, for the company Arbon. Um, that is a completely vegan, um, non-chemical based company. They have, they are gluten-free. Everything is like non-tested on animals. Um, there's no mineral oil, which stems from gasoline, which is in a lot of skincare Mm. products. Um, yeah. yeah, And you know, it it takes like 26 seconds for all that stuff to Mm -hmm. absorb into your body and bloodstream. So, um, this is a company I've been with for about a year. I have been using it. Um, I started it after my relationship and it was probably one of the best things that has happened to me. Um, just feeling healthy inside and out. Um, I used to have a lot of stomach problems and that has completely gone away by just changing my health and, and yeah, and Mm -hmm. I just feel better. So, that opportunity is there for you if you want to know more about it. Um, mm-hmm. There's a 30 days to healthy living program that we run, and um, you know yeah. if you're if you're looking for a change for your health or or just want to mm-hmm. like feel better and detoxify your body. That yeah, that's is, something we didn't really get to talk about a lot. Was like the the body stuff and just kind of the yeah maybe confidence or self-esteem stuff that you've worked through but maybe in another episode one day <laughs> sure <laughs> you have to come back out to seattle yeah i'd love to <laughs> yeah we'll definitely give uh leah a message or a comment um if you're yeah. related to anything this episode or just to say hi because leah's a wonderful person oh, and is you. like always open to making new friends yeah um <laughs> and if you're around in long island yeah hit a girl hit up, me up. <laughs> Well, thank you for sharing and talking about all this. Was it so terrible? It was not. No, <laughs> I I think I probably needed this, you know? Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Made me think about some stuff. Good. Well, yeah. we'll, we'll process it a little bit more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Let's Talk About It. Um, I love reading your reviews on iTunes. So head over there and give us a a rating or let us know what you're liking about the show. Um, You can also find us on Instagram at Let's Talk About It underscore podcast. And last but not least, you can message us topic suggestions or questions that you have that that you want us to address um, via email at Let's Talk About It. Nope, that's not it. It's at uh, ask.letstalkaboutit at gmail.com. And I hope you guys have a wonderful week and I'll be back next time to talk some more. (laughs) Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Wave Podcast Network. Check out all of our shows, including the Brain Candy Podcast, I Don't Get It, Babes and Babies, Coffee Convos, and Let's Talk About It. 